Welcome to the Global River Church Discipleship Teaching of the Week. We hope you enjoy today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Praise God. Um, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share your word. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, it's time. We thank you for the opportunity as your people to gather together and to hear your word. Holy Spirit, I get out of the way that you may wear me the way you see fit and speak through me as the oracle of God and declare your word to your people tonight. And let your name, the name of the Lord Jesus, be glorified that the Father may be placed. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So we want to welcome everyone tonight. I'm super excited <laughs> uh, to bring the word of God. Um, I want to thank you guys for coming. A um, lot of people in the room. For those of you that are watching from home, you're missing a lot. Uh, so, but we love you anyway, uh, and, and the Lord Jesus loves you. And I understand that uh, people are in different places, especially in this season that we are going through, which, by the way, is going bye-bye. Amen? Amen. It's going bye-bye. God is moving. There's a lot of activities in the Spirit, and we're going to begin to see things happen, even at the uh, governmental level, uh, very quickly. So stay hooked up with your faith. Keep loving God. And uh, let him do what he does best. Amen? Amen. So tonight we are going to go into the word of God. And I'm very, very excited. I'm trusting the Holy Spirit for speed. Because, uh, again, there's a lot that he has given me. Uh, we are still on week one. So I, I stopped calling it week one. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But uh, I'm excited. And I want to thank Pastor for the opportunity he has given me to flow in my gift. Amen? Because if I don't have a people to preach to, I, I've been preaching to the mirror a long time. Amen. You heard uh, Matt talked about that. Uh, I've been preaching to the mirror a long time. So if there was nobody here, I'd be preaching to the mirror. Praise the Lord. Yeah. But I, I thank God for the opportunity. Open your Bible to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. We're going to do uh, more study on the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirit. That's where the Lord is leading me. Again tonight, Matthew chapter 2. And so we're going to move. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east, and we have come to worship. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Verse 5. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. But you, Bethlehem in the land of Judea, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. 
For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. I believe the star was not just a star. It was an heavenly body, like an angel. Um, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped. I want to comment real quick. They saw the young child, not the baby. When you see the nativity scene, it's a baby, but it's the young child. Um, so we, let's move on. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Verse, four, verse 12. Then being divinely warned and had in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed to their own country another way. I want you to notice that they were divinely warned in what? In a dream. Many times we are waiting for the spectacular while we are missing the supernatural. Amen? We are waiting for an open vision. You know, like I'm sitting right here and then boom, like what Matt described. We are waiting for that. But many times throughout your day, throughout your week, this the, the supernatural is happening. Amen? So God is bringing this to us so that we begin to acknowledge it so that it will grow. Because the gift of God grows. Amen? Now, when they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph again in what? A dream. A dream saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word. For behold, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. I want to point out to you, the Lord God of heaven told Joseph to take Jesus, baby Jesus, and run to Egypt. You want to tell me that God cannot protect his own son, the mighty, almighty God? So this is a lesson for us believers. I quoted Psalm 91 now. Meanwhile, the Holy Spirit is telling you, don't go out today. Or the Holy Spirit is telling you, go to such and such a place. But you say, no, I'm a child of God. I've been born again for 30 years. I quoted Psalm 91. I'll be thinking of you. Everything's going to be all right. Meanwhile, the head of the church is saying, do thus and thus. And we are ignoring it. That's why we see many tragedies happen in the body of Christ. And people will put the claim, where was God? I want to tell you, church, the Holy Spirit does his job. Amen? Amen. Many times, it's us believers, children of God, that we ignore his promptings, his leadings, or his directions. Amen? Amen. Said, take, take the young child... And flee to Egypt. Use the word flee, run. 
Now, look at what happened in verse 14. When he arose, he was in a dream. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, prompt obedience, and departed to Egypt. I want you to also notice that that was the gift of discerning your spirit operating through a dream because he was having a conversation, an encounter with an angelic being. Many times we are waiting, again, for an open vision. Meanwhile, God had given you an open vision several times, and we are just too dumb to recognize it. I'm trying to find a better word, but I couldn't find one. We are just too ignorant, maybe that's a better word, to recognize it. Amen? So God is speaking. We need to understand how he speaks. Verse 15. And was there until the death, until the death rather of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I have called my son. God is a God that orchestrates events. Amen? Around your life, around what he has said, he put things together so that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm just getting warmed up tonight. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, you know the story, but I wanted to just bring out what the Lord uh, put in my heart to bring out. So this is not a strange story to you. If you've been in the church any length of time, he was angry and he sent forth to put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all in its district from two years old and under meaning that he determined, based on the conversation with the Magis, that Jesus would have been in that age range. So he unleashed his force, snuffed him out. But he did not know that the Lord has left town. Hallelujah. That, verse 17, then was fulfilled, which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet. Know that everything is orchestrated and planned. Everything that was happening, like what we are reading here, by the prophet saying, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they were no more. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared. An angel of the Lord appeared in what? A dream. To Joseph in Egypt saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose and took the young child and his mother, and he came to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Hachilaos was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned, again, in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee. Verse 23. And then he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. He shall be called the Nazarene. Do you see the craft and the tapestry of the Holy Ghost in this story that we read? Fulfillment of prophecy and God leading his people. The Bible said in the last uh, verse 22, he said he was warned in a dream. 
Many times God is speaking to us as believers, but we are ignoring it. We are waiting for prophet so-and-so to come and talk to us. And I've told us before that under the new covenant, you are not supposed to be led by the Holy Ghost. As I was meditating on this, the Lord gave me an analogy. When Jesus was here on the earth, he said, it's advantageous for me to go. Because if I do not go, the Father will not send the comforter. Because if he sends the comforter, who is the spirit of truth? And he will now lead you and guide you into all truth. All truth means all truth. All truths about the word of God. All truths about the Father. All truths about the Godhead. All truths about your business. All truths about how to raise your children. All truths about what to do today. Where to go, where not to go. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, he loves you. Amen? Amen. We, we, sometimes we have parents that are quote-unquote hovering parents. Why do they do that? Because they love them, them children. Amen? They love them. So why do you think God of heaven that loves you so much, that spared no expense, will not be willing to lead you when he knows there is danger around the corner? That's right. Amen? Why would we think that if I'm a dad, if I know that if my daughter goes someplace, there will be some danger that will come upon her. Do you think I'm, I'm going to ignore that? If I'm telling her that she shouldn't go and she's not listening, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to physically, <laughs> I'm going to physically, gently, put her somewhere in a room and put some guards around it to prevent her from going to that danger. So I want to submit to you, God always does his job. But it's up to you and I as children to heed the voice of the Spirit. To hear what the Lord is saying to you. Amen? Many times the church is blaming God for things that the enemy has wrecked havoc in the life of believers. But I want to, say, I want to tell you unequivocally, standing on the written word of God, that God did his job. Amen? Amen? It's tragic whatever happened to that person or whatever happened to that individual, but I want you to know that God did his job. And you know the beautiful thing about it is if somebody unfortunately loses their life and they die, they are Christian, they are born again, they serve God, the moment they step out of their body and the Lord Jesus you know, approaches them because he usually does, he will say, son, I love you. I was trying to warn you, but that's okay. Give him a hug, let's go home. That's the end of it. It's not a condemnation. You know, I've been trying to talk to you for years and years and years, and you don't listen to me. No, 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 no. Nah, that's the end of it. I, try, I sent my Holy Spirit to encourage you, to push you, to, but, you know, that's okay. You know, water under the bridge, let's go. Let me show you your mansion. Hallelujah. And the moment you step out of your body, all tears are gone, all pain is gone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I want us to see from these stories, just this one chapter, how the Holy Spirit was leading and guiding, even in the life of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And notice that Joseph was not a prophet. 
the father of uh, the Lord Jesus, was not a prophet. But he was having encounters with angels repeatedly. Amen? It's for us. So going back to what the Lord was telling me about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. If, if you have to be led, you know, we know the scripture says we are supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit under the new covenant. And we are all under the new covenant. If you have to be led by prophets, that's going to be a very, very difficult task for prophets. Because we're going to have to have a bunch of them, 1-800-PROPHET, and then you join a queue. <laughs> every little decision you have to make, every little uh, direction God wants to give you, he has to flow through. That's not a very good process. That's why the Father, in his magic, in his genius, <sighs> said, I'm going to give, him, give you the, the full Holy Spirit. To come and live inside of you. So everywhere you go, you carry God. I don't know if you got that. Everywhere you go, you carry God. You know, we always think, you know, let's pray. And, you know, the Father is in heaven. He's up there. But a member of the Godhead is inside of you. The Lord Jesus. Learn to talk to him. Learn to talk to him. I'm serious. Learn to have a conversation with him. It's not always uh, prayer. Prayer is great. He wants to hear your prayer. Lord, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, trying, I'm trying to decide to wear a burgundy suit tonight. What do you think? That kind of conversation. And it's like, man, son, you look good. <laughs> Amen? It's like, okay, combine it with the blue and then... I, talk, I asked my daughter, my youngest daughter, I said, what shoe should I wear tonight? I said, wear this. So that's what I'm wearing. Amen? Talk to him. Build a relationship with him. He wants to talk to you. He wants to fellowship with you. You don't fellowship with a chair. Because after a while, you're going to get tired because he's not talking back. But your papa is a speaking spirit. He wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to you. While we were worshiping and, and praying, because I talk to him all the time. You should be talking to him all day long. Amen. All day long. Having a never-ending love affair with the one that made you. Because he's living in there. He's not there to be a hitchhiker throughout life. There's a reason he came. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we need to understand that. Now, there's something else that the Lord put in my heart to cover tonight, especially in light of the weekend we just had. How many of us enjoyed the weekend? How many of us enjoyed? That was, that was just amazing. Now, I want us to understand that sometimes when God is speaking, when, especially when it comes to the gift of word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning your spirit, that's why you need to sharpen your ability to discern what God is saying. The Bible says those who through use have their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. That means you train, exercise. Uh, my brother, what do you lift now? 465? That's, that's a lot. That's a lot of weight. You know, he's, he's trained his body to lift 465. 
there was a time he could only handle maybe 50. And then he graduated to 100. And then he went to 150. And then he went to 200. Well, the same thing. Train your spirit man to hear God. One of the ways to train your spirit man is praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in other tongues. Another way is to be versed in the written word of God. Amen? We've talked about many, many aspects of how to prevent the enemy from speaking. Because it sounds like the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because if I'm going to deceive you, it has to look like the real thing. Amen? If somebody shows up right now, dressed like me, looks like me, you might think it's me. So that's why, how, do you, how can you tell that the voice that I'm hearing is the voice of the Holy Spirit or is the voice of the enemy? The Word of God. And the Holy Ghost inside you will bear witness. When you have red flag... Mm, you just don't feel right. That's a, that's a sign. That's from the enemy. Amen? We've already covered that. But let's look at some things that the Lord wants me to bring up. So, for example, when somebody is getting a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, it might sound like, uh, like uh, what Chantel described. You know, remember that lady that she said passed on because she was picking up the suicidal thoughts? Amen? That's why we need to be trained. Amen? Amen? We need to be trained. Because when you are hearing voices like that that's telling you to go and kill yourself, it, it may be the Holy Spirit showing you, giving you a message, like she said, about somebody. So when you hear voices like that, first of all, you know that that's not of the, of the Lord. And then talk to the Holy Spirit. That's why I said, have a fellowship with the Holy Ghost. He is the spirit of truth. Amen? So, there are many people that, uh, the way they get word of knowledge is, all of a sudden, in the middle of service, they have a sharp pain on this side. And so they know, because they've, spend time with the Holy Ghost that God is telling them there's somebody in the crowd that has a sharp pain on this side. It doesn't mean that I physically have a sharp pain. Amen? Amen. You have to understand the language of the Holy Spirit. Many people will see that and then they start praying, Lord, heal me, heal me, heal me. No, it's not you. Amen? Remember we read, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago, about Samuel and his development. He was hearing the voice of the Lord, but he didn't know that it was the Lord. There are many believers, they are truly hearing the voice of God, but because they have not trained themselves, they are full of uh, soap opera. They are full of social media. They can't discern the voice of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, all of a sudden, you, you feel a, a sharp pain going down the side of your leg. That's a word of knowledge. God is saying somebody is experiencing a sharp pain. And people that have been trained, you hear it, you know, many ministers that have been trained, they know. They will say, they won't even say that I'm feeling a sharp pain. They will just say there's somebody, uh, there's a sharp pain going through the side of your leg. Many times, they are literally feeling that pain. And the moment they minister to the person, the pain will lift. Amen? Amen? So we need to understand that. 
So I really want, because of what happened this weekend, the Lord just harassed my heart that I needed to speak to that. So many times when you're hearing or feeling something in your body or in, you know, around you, something just doesn't feel right. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Lord, what is going on? He knows what's going on. He's not clueless. Amen? So do that. Amen? How many of us understand what I'm saying? So you have to be able to understand what the Lord is saying. Last time we covered two prophetic streams of flows. We talked about the Nabi prophet and the Rohe prophet. The prophet that gets revelation primarily through bubbling up. And the prophet that gets revelation primarily through vision. I said primarily. doesn't mean that they don't get the other side. So it's a, it's a mix. Now, look at Proverbs 20, 27. The Lord is really hammering this point home for us as a family. Proverbs 20, 27. The Bible says, Proverbs, 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 my African accent. Uh, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. The King James said, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So if it was written today, it would say the spirit of man is the fluorescent of the Lord or the bulb of the Lord meaning the source of illumination. What does that mean? It means God will illuminate you, will lead you through your spirit. Amen? Amen. The spirit of man is the place where God will lead you. Hallelujah. The spirit of man is a candle. It doesn't lead you through your brain. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Uh, sometimes there's not much there, but it leads you through your spirit. You've got to follow the Holy Ghost who is inside of you. And if you are born again, we know that the Spirit of God came to dwell inside of you. And it will give revelation and leading and promptings through your spirit man. Amen? So we don't want to have shipwreck. Because the Spirit of God is always, I want, to, I want to drive that point home, is always doing his job. Many times it's the believers that are not listening to what the Lord is saying. Amen? John 16, John chapter 16, 13 to 15. The Bible says, however, when he... The spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truths. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. In other words, the Holy Spirit will always glorify the Lord Jesus. And remember when Jesus was on the earth, he was always glorifying the Father. Talk about love. Talk about perfect unity. In the Godhead, he will always glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has, they are mine. Therefore, I said to you that he will take of what is mine and declare. In other words, what is declaring to you is really the Father's, but it's now mine because we are united. What a beautiful love between the Godhead. So build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Many times we talk to ourselves. How many of you don't talk to yourself? Raise your hand. You don't talk to yourself? Well, the reason I bring that up is we talk to ourselves. So talk to the Holy Spirit. Talk to him like he's there because he is there. If you believe the word, if you believe the Bible, he's there. So talk to him like he's there. Like my sister, your husband is sitting right next to you. You're not going to ignore the man. He's there. Well, talk to the Holy Spirit like he's there. Say, Lord, I'm thinking of, you know, women do this. They go to their husband. Does this dress make my butt look big? <laughs> I don't know why you do that. You already know it does. So why are you asking us? Well, I need to go to uh, marital counseling. <laughs> If you don't want the truth, don't ask us the question. I, I did that to wake us up. Because some people were like, ah, I'm sleeping. Uh, praise the Lord. But my point is, talk to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Talk to him. Fellowship with him. Don't confine your conversation to, Lord, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. I'll take all you give me. <laughs> Amen? Meaning your prayer time. Talk to him. Talk to him in the car. Talk to him in the shower. Talk to him about your kids. Have a conversation with him. And I promise you, he will talk back. Amen? Build a relationship because it's a person. It's not a force. It's not a dove. Amen? When you study uh, the word that, you, that was used to describe the Holy Spirit, or one of his functions in the Greek, is the word paraclete. Many times people think he's talking about a parrot. Because the Bible said he came down like a dove. He came down like a dove, not a dove. Amen? He came down like a dove. When you see a dove coming down, the way a dove comes down, it slows down, it slows down, and then lands. That's the same way the Holy Spirit came down. It's a description of his flight. It's not a dove. I mean, uh, glory to God, I love this, but many times these images sometimes skew our mind. That's not the Holy Ghost. It's a person, and he looks exactly like Jesus. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father, I won't say they are triplets, but they look exactly alike. Three in one. Talk to him. Many of, many of us in this room, when we are in trouble, that's when we stay. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. <laughs> it will help you, but build a relationship. Yeah. When you do that, what's going to happen when things are about to come? Three months down the road, five years down the road, you will start, it will, talk, it will tell you. Amen? Amen. There are, there are men and women that know ahead of time, two years in advance, when a member of their family is going to pass on. The Lord will tell them, build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Talk to him. Lord, what do you think about uh, cheese curds? What do you think about that? I'm using all this example to give you day-to-day conversations. It doesn't have to be super spiritual. Amen? Amen? Talk to him. 
believe that a big part of this assignment is given me tonight to awaken your spirit mind. Talk to him. Talk to him. Help me tell your neighbor, talk to the Holy Spirit. Come on, you can do better than that. Hallelujah. John 5, verse 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father doing. For whatever he does, meaning the Father, the Son also does in the same like manner. I mentioned that last time, that Jesus was a prophet. We know he stood in all the five-fold ministry. So he sees in the Spirit what the Father is doing. And so he goes and replicates. That's why I said last time that Jesus was 100%. 100%. Accuracy in prophecy. Accuracy in manifestation. Because he, he does what he sees the Father doing. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, when I did it last week, because I, I usually will review the material and what I gave... The Lord prompted me that I should also mention that he also hears what the Father says. In John chapter 5, verse 30, in the same chapter, he said, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous. Why? Because I'm doing what I'm hearing. Do you see that? My judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. So what I wanted to establish with those two scriptures is to show you that Jesus stood and operated in both flow, hearing and seeing. Amen? Now let's move on because we have a lot to cover. That was just introduction. Oh, my Lord. John chapter 12, verse 49. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. Do you see that? Yeah. Everything that Jesus said, everything that he did, everywhere he went was 100%. 100%. There's no guesswork. Because he was following what he's seeing or what the Holy Ghost is telling him or what the Holy Ghost is showing him and doing him. Amen? Amen. John 8, 38. I speak what I have seen with my father. <laughs> and you do what you have seen with your father. You know, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He said, I speak what I see with my father. Now, if, let's say you are not in the room, and I want to describe this to you. I'm going to say... I'm looking at it, but I want to describe it to you. Oh, this is a vase. Uh, what color is this, green? It's turquoise. Yeah, thank you. I can see the influence of your wife. <laughs> it's green. <laughs> they come up with all these names for colors. It's green. It's turquoise. Whatever. And then I describe what's in the pot. Uh, it's uh, a flower. What color is this? Purple? Right? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple colors and green. How about that? 
So what Jesus was, what I'm trying to show is, Jesus said, I see and I say what I see. So in other words, I'm using words to describe what I saw. So if I, you know, saw a dog, man, I saw a dog the other day. The, the moment I say that, you see the species of a dog in your brain, in your, in your spirit man, in your eyes. That's how we interpret words. And then I tell you, the dog is black. All of a sudden, you eliminate every other color, brown, white. Now you're looking at black. And the dog is five foot tall. It's like, huh? That's a big dog. So you're seeing what I'm saying. Do you see that? And then I begin to give you further description of the dog. It's a lab or, you know, whatever the breed of the dog is. So that's what Jesus is saying here. So many times a prophet is seeing, but he's describing what he's seeing by words. Amen? And that's what Jesus was saying here. Glory to God. Now let's go to Numbers 22. Numbers 22. I wish I had more time, every time. I hope nobody is in a hurry tonight. I want to try to finish what God gave me for tonight. So if you have to leave, please go, but I will continue. If I have to preach to the, by myself. <laughs> Numbers 22. Hallelujah. Is anybody getting something tonight? Begin for verse 20. This is the story of Balaam's donkey. <laughs> uh, let's start from verse 20. Because of time. And God came to Balaam at night and said to him, If the men come to you, rise and go with them. But only the words which I speak to you, that you shall do. So Balaam rose in the morning, saddled the donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. Then God's anger was aroused because he went. And the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. And he was riding on his donkey and his two servants with him. So picture this. Balaam was on his donkey and two servants with him. And it was an alleyway. Now the donkey saw the angel. Now people are freaking out that Prophets see in the spirit. Wait till you start seeing your dog seeing in the spirit. Or the donkey seeing in the spirit. Amen. The Bible said the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. So you can picture the posture of the angel. He's standing there with a sword like this. I'm going to cut you. You get a clue? <laughs> and that's exactly what happened with the donkey? Because it's like, huh? I'm not getting close to that. That guy looks like he means business. And the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. So the Harley uh, is somewhat adjacent to a field. So the donkey saw danger. He turned aside. We talked about hearing God and knowing the direction that the Lord is sending you. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on one side and a wall on the other side. And when the donkey saw there is no, pl no place to go, no side, no left, no up, no down, you know what the donkey did? Sat down. I'm not going to die today. <laughs> the 
Then the angel of the Lord went further and stood in the narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, he lay down under Balaam. So Balaam's anger was aroused, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the what? Donkey. How about that? Talk about donkey becoming a prophet. How great is this God? When I was studying that, that scripture rose up in my spirit that with men it's impossible, not with God. For with God, all things, all things really are possible with him. It's not a cliche. It's not something we say to just make us pass through life with all the pain, all the agony. No, 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 no. All things are truly possible with God. There's nothing he cannot do. God can make this chair start speaking. The chair will just get up and say, Thus see the Lord, and everybody will run out. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Exactly. Now, I want you to watch this. So Balaam said, <laughs> this is amazing. Now, look at what the donkey said. What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? Now, let, let, let's, let's, let's just bring our mind together for a minute. If you were Balaam, what would be your first reaction? The donkey is talking. But this guy is so far gone in his disobedience, because if you read the whole story, God told him the first time, don't go. But then he went back to God, should I go, should I go? You know, like kids, you told them, you can't have the candy. And then they come back again, can I, can I? And then you come back again, can I, can I? And then finally God said, okay, go. That was why the Bible says the hunger of the Lord was aroused again, because he already told him not to go. He was operating in disobedience. Now, look at what happened. The donkey said, why did you strike me? <laughs> and Balaam was so far gone, dumb, and he doesn't see it. Do you see how that parallels with what I said earlier? Many times God is speaking, but we are missing it. And then we blame God for what happened to that brother or for what happened to that sister. What's happening in my life? But he does his own part. Amen. So my prayer, your prayer is, Lord, let my heart be tender. Let my heart be sensitive to what you are saying. Yes. Amen. And Balaam said to the donkey, Balaam is not having a conversation. Who's crazy? He said to the donkey, because you have abused me, I wish I had a sword in my hand and I would now have killed you. And then the donkey responded again. And Balaam is still clueless. So the donkey said to Balaam, am I not your donkey on which you have ridden ever since I became yours on this day? Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, no. And Balaam is still clueless. Like uh, a song that one man of God said, uh, came up with, how dumb thou art, how dumb thou art. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, look at verse 31. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam's eye, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his sword drawn in his hand. So I submit to you, brothers and sisters, there are things going on around you, angelic activity right now in this room, 
that you don't see. The fact that you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. So you have to go around your life with that consciousness. My goodness, you are so loaded. Because the Holy Ghost lives inside of you. The host of angels surround you. You are never, 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 I say never alone. That's an encouragement for people that says, I'm lonely, I'm depressed. Talk to the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Talk to the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that people don't feel those emotions because, no, I get that. The devil is real. His attacks are real. Pain is real. Sickness is real. Depression is real. But more real is Rafa. More real is El Gibor. More real is the Holy Ghost who lives inside you. Amen. Amen. Ask him, ask him for strategy. You know, the pastor always talks about that. What's the prayer strategy for this? What's the prayer strategy? Lord, what's the prayer strategy for what I'm going through? Ask him. He's the spirit of truth. He will tell you. If you follow the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, I gave the example last time. Every time he prayed for people, it wasn't the same because he was following a blueprint that he was seeing. Real-time intel. From the Father. That's why it was a hundred percent. Real time information from the throne of grace. What am I supposed to do with my son? I have tried to talk to him. He's not listening. The Holy Ghost has a plan. Ask him. What am I supposed to do with this situation that we are dealing with? We don't have enough money. Ask him. Now, it might tell you to go pay your tithe if you are not doing that already. So, but be willing to listen to whatever, because he's giving you intelligence of the way to get out. He always provides a way of escape. No matter how bad the trap is, no matter who knitted it together, no matter what they put together in the, in the pit of hell to trap you down, there is always a way of escape. And the Holy Ghost has the answer. Talk to him. Seems like that's what the Lord is just emphasizing tonight. Talk to him. Talk to him. Do you see what's happening here? Balaam, a prophet, was not seen. But yet the donkey was seen. Because (laughs) it's the Holy Spirit that turns it on. Remember we said he manifest this gift as he wills. You don't turn it on or turn it off. Now you can position yourself, you know, to be used by the Lord, but you don't turn it on. I don't care if you're a prophet. You don't turn it on. Praise the Lord. Balaam was a prophet, and he had a relationship with God. Now the children of Moab, they were in the plains of Moab, and the king was troubled uh, you can read the rest of the story. He, he was going to curse them. So he hired Balaam, the prophet, to go and curse them. And every time he got up to curse them, out of his mouth came a blessing. The first time, the second time. And the guy got mad at him like, because it, they enticed him with reward. They sent first delegate and second delegate. And that was why, again, the Lord was mad at him. Because I told you not to go. And then you kept pestering and pestering and pestering. How many of us do that? Come on, church. 
Otherwise, we start praying for liars. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So you see how the gift of discerning your spirit, the gift of word of wisdom and word of knowledge operate. Now, let's go to 2 Kings. 2 Kings. You can study some more at home to get further details from the Holy Spirit. When you are reading your Bible, don't just read your Bible. Say, Holy Spirit, I'm in class. Open my eyes to see. Open my eyes to see. Don't approach it like, oh, we are going to read the Bible again. That's why you don't get anything. But if you approach it and talk to the one that wrote the book, I mean, think about it. He's the one that wrote the book. And you don't even involve him in that mathematics. That doesn't make no sense. He wrote the book. Let him teach you. The Bible calls him our teacher. Amen? And the Bible also said there's an anointing that resides in you that teaches you all things. I was meditating on that in the last couple of days, and the Lord showed me, because somebody might say, well, there's an anointing inside me that teaches me all things. So I don't need teachers. You know, we have teacher as a ministry gift. I don't need teachers. He's not talking about teaching you like what a teacher would do. He's talking about teaching you and confirming truth. Amen? Go and study it. Don't just take my word for it. Be like the Berean church. Amen? Second Kings chapter 6, because of time. I hope this is blessing you. Hallelujah. Let's begin from verse 8. I love this. I love this. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel. And he consulted with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king in Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are going to be coming down there. Verse 10. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which one of us is for the king of Israel? I think I have a spy in my camp. That's what he's saying. Somebody is revealing my military secrets. And one of his servants said, No, 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 my lord, O king. But Elisha the prophet, who is in Israel, he reads your mail. Okay, let me read it. Tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. The words that you speak in your bedroom is not secret. Because there's a prophet in Israel that the Lord reveals it to him. So there's no, there's no break in your, trans, in your ranks. So he said, okay, that's simple. It's a military campaign. So we are going to go capture the guy. We can plug the leak. Simple logic. So he said, go and see where he is that I may send to get him. And he was told that he was saying he was in Dothan, verse 14. Therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army there to capture one guy. Come on. Do you see that? He sent horses and chariots and a great army to capture one man. Man, this guy must be a real threat. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city. In other words, they don't want him to have an opportunity of escape. They've surrounded everything. 
Alas, my master, what shall we do? So the servant, which is Gehazi, came to his master and said, Master, master, what shall we do? We are in trouble. The city is around there. I think they came for you. It's your fault. And Elisha was like, what about it? Those who do know their God, they shall be strong and do mighty exploits. You're not flustered. Even though a host may come against me, I will not be afraid. Because I know those who are with me, they are backing up the wrong tree. They don't know my hell gibo. Ah, though weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It may look like I'm down right now, but wait, wait. My God will arise in my favor. Hallelujah. That's a prophetic word for somebody. So he answered and said, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are against them. And I picture... Gehazi looking and saying, I'm counting, I'm counting, I'm counting. Looks like we got maybe 1,000, 2,000, 4,000 troops. One, two. The prophet and me said, okay, something's wrong with my master. I don't think he knows how to count. (laughs) Those who are with us are more than those who are against us. You have to act and walk by faith. Based on the written word, no matter what is visible or not visible, you act and talk and behave like what the word says. Let me say that again. You have to act and talk and walk and speak like what the word says. No matter what you see in the natural or don't see. For we walk by faith, not by our senses, not by sight. Amen? Said those who are with us are more than those who are against us. And then Elisha said, okay, let me just help you. And the Bible says, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha. It wasn't the opening of his eyes that put the chariot there. They were there before his eyes were open. Like I said earlier, when you, when you leave tonight, you're in your car, you're driving, there's a host around you. Because the Bible says the angel of the Lord encamp around about those that fear him. Whether you see them or not, they're there. I'll tell you... Uh, I don't know if I shared this, but the Lord actually told me the name of two of the angels that are around me. The name. I'm not telling you the name, but told me the name. They have names. Don't you have a name? They got names. They are there. Act like they are there. Amen? More importantly, the Holy Ghost... For out of your belly shall flow. That's why I keep touching my belly because I think I believe that's where your spirit man is actually is. It's not here. It's not here. It's right here. And that's scripture. 
Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. So they are there whether you see them or not. So God opened his eyes and he saw. They were there all along. Act like they are there. Put them to work. Amen. Put them to work. Don't act like you are alone. Don't act like you are cornered. They were in the natural, they were cornered. But the prophet said, Lord, let me educate this boy. Help me to educate this boy. Open his eyes so that he can see what I see. Amen? So, whether you see it or not, know that they are there. Because he doesn't tell lies. Your papa doesn't tell lies. He doesn't hype us up, you know, in... in uh, I think music, they have a hype man. You know, the guy that comes and warm up the crowd. <laughs> Come on. And everybody's, you know, doing their hand. That was my teenage years. <laughs> he doesn't hype you up. Whatever God is saying is the truth. You have to act like it. That's faith. Even God, who calls those things that be not as though they did. In this case, they are there. Act like they are there. People are cornering you and they're telling you, you better back up, better back up. They're looking around like, it's just you. Say, no, you don't know. You don't know what I know. Don't mess with me because my God is going to take you out. Let's go to Ezekiel 37. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ezekiel 37. You know this is the valley of dry bones. Hallelujah. So we are, we are taking a journey here to see what's there in the spiritual realm, even though you may not see it. You have to act like it's really there. Verse 1. Then the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Then it caused me to pass all around. In other words, it was walking in the midst of those bones. And there were very many in the open valley. Indeed, they were very dry. Now, follow this. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered and said, oh, Lord, you know. You can put it side by side with your situation. Lord, will this body ever be healed? Will my situation ever turn around? So this was a spiritual state of the family of God. In the spirit realm, they were dead dry bones, not fresh bones, because, you know, it's an easier miracle to raise fresh bones. But these are dry bones. You know, like uh, one man of God that I respect a lot, mighty apostle of the Lord, taking Africa by storm. God has been using him for years. He said one day he was meditating. We talked about meditation, thinking with the Holy Ghost, muttering the word of God. He was meditating. And he was meditating Genesis, the creation story. And he saw in that story how 
the Lord God formed the human body from the dust of the ground by speaking to it. And so he was so taken by, he said he was deep in that meditation, that he was like, wow, you know, everything that you see in the human body, the brain, how complex it is, the anatomy, the skeletal system, the vascular system, all the systems in the body, all the doctors in the house, you can help me fill in the gap. He came by a spoken word. The Lord put it all together from a mud. So that night or the day after or so, they brought somebody, a child, with polio. You know, polio is uh, the limbs are not fully developed. It's very like string jelly, basically. It's lifeless. So he said the Lord reminded him of their conversation. Remember again, talk with the Holy Spirit. The Lord reminded him of their conversation from the previous day in his meditation. If I made all of you perfect from the mud, it's an easier miracle to convert polio leg into a regular leg. Burning with that revelation, they brought the child, prayed for him, and in a matter of seconds, the boy was running all over the platform, completely healed. Talk about creative miracle. This is where fellowship with the Holy Ghost is invaluable. Invaluable. It will show you how it works. As a matter of fact, um, I was studying uh, John G. Lake. John G. Lake, you know, he was an apostle of faith, did mighty miracle, opened uh, the healing room, I think in Spokane, Washington. Multitude of miracles. People lined up to be healed. And he went to Africa. I think it was uh, by some type of virus uh, was killing people. Just on contact, you're dead. Forget it. So this guy was carrying so much life, so much revelation. This, he said, let's do an experiment. So they put a microscope. And they, it, uh, this is not uh, just a hearsay. It's public story. So they put the virus on him with the microscope. The moment the virus touches him, he dies. The same virus that's killing everybody, it touches John G. Lake and he dies. Mango shake everybody. That's where God is taking us. Acute awareness of the God that we carry. Acute awareness of El Gibor. Acute awareness of Rafa. The Lord is taking me through uh, a, a training right now on healing and the, mirac- the miraculous. My goodness. Amen. I'm undone. What the Lord is showing me, I'm undone. When, when the Lord leads me, I'm, gonna, I'm ready to unleash it to you guys so that we can see mu- multiple miracles, signs, wonders working in our midst. Amen? He's a good God. He's a mighty God. So let's go back here. He says, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered and said, Oh, Lord God, you know. And then he said to me, Prophesy to the bones and say to them, Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God to these bones, 
Surely I will cause bread to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put bread in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, a shaking. Come on. I declare over your life, over your situation, that valley of dry bone. I declare a shaking tonight. A coming together. Everything that needs to be put together for the life of God to be restored in that situation. For strength to be put back. For healing to manifest. I declare and prophesy it to you tonight in Jesus' name. Said as I was commanded, I prophesied, all of a sudden, there was action in the realm of this. This was all happening in the realm of the spirit. There was a shaking, and they came together. And the bones came together, bone to bone. And indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. I want you to notice what we also learn from this is sometimes the miracle that God is working is in stages. The bones came together. There's flesh on them, but there's no breath. And so he said, Lord, now what? Praise the Lord. And there was no breath in them, verse 9. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. And say to the breath, thus says the Lord, the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on this slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he has commanded, and bread came into them, and they lived, and they stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these are the bones of the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves, we are cut off. Isn't that a conversation that happens sometimes in the house of God? Our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. Nothing is working. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. It seemed like nothing is working. (sighs) Get alone with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth. The Bible says he sent his word and his word healed them. What is the word? The word is God. John 1.1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. So he's talking about he sent Jesus, Yeshua. He sent his word, not just sound coming out of me. Amen. He sent his word. And the Holy Ghost will teach you the strategy to pray. Will tell you exactly what to do. It may not make sense to the next guy, but it's, not, it's between you and him. Amen. Get alone with the Holy Spirit. Let him coach you. Let him teach you. He made you. He made your body. He understands every detail of your life, every detail of your day, every detail of your year, every detail of your week. So when the Lord tells you to stay home, you better stay home. When the Lord tells you to go, you better go. When the Lord tells you to stop, you better stop. This is why many times we see a lot of tragedy in the body because we are not listening to the Holy Ghost. There's a story that the Lord is prompting me to share now. There's a person 
that was a, a partner to one of the large ministries in America, like Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Copeland, you know, ministry like that. So they are partners, so, you know, I have covering and everything. So one day, she called into the ministry, and the person that picked up the call was Keith Moore. He has his own ministry now. He was training under Papa Hagen at the time. So while he was on the phone, she was hysterical. I'm a child of God. I prayed. He said, calm down. Would you tell me what's going on? So finally, after she calmed down, he said, well, I went into a place today, and I was mugged. They took my wallet. They almost, you know, knocked me down. Why? How come God allows that to happen to me? And while she was saying that, Keith Moore, having been trained by a spiritual dad, was asking the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? The Holy Spirit. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Have you seen the theme tonight? Talk to him. Talk to him. When you go to bed tonight, ask yourself, I mean, tomorrow night, did I talk to the Holy Spirit today? Put that on your calendar. If you, if you don't have the habit, so that you can build that habit to, to get the habit going. And then after a while, you don't need a calendar anymore. I'm serious. Talk to him. So while she was talking, he said, Lord, I don't know. I don't know what to tell her. I don't know what happened. And then she said, I claim Psalm 91. And I'm a believer in the word. I'm a partner with this ministry. I serve God faithfully. The fact that you serve God faithfully does not absolve you of the ministry and the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So while she was talking, the Lord said, ask her, why did you go to the place where you went? So I'm learning this, baby steps. The Lord will tell you to do one thing. When you obey it, he will tell you to do another. He will give you more. When you obey that, he will give you more. If you don't obey it, then you don't get anything. So let me pause and tell you a story that the Lord is prompting me to tell. So I was uh, at work. I was going to a place to see some of my staff. And... I met uh, a guy that I know, uh, a police officer uh, who happens to also be a pastor. So, and I know that. So we fellowship together. He's an African-American pastor. He has a church in Wilmington. So we were talking, and then there was another guy that was talking with him. And so while we were talking, the guy left, so it was just the two of us in the hallway at work. So don't confine the Holy Ghost to church. Don't confine him to your prayer time. So while we were talking, the Lord said, I want you to tell him that I love him. I said, Lord, he knows that. He's a pastor. He has a Bible. He knows that. And the Lord kept quiet. Until you obey, you don't get more. So my pastor friend, being a pastor, my pastor, you know, we pastors, we like to talk. Uh, so he kept talking and talking and talking. I said, Lord, I'm going to obey you as soon as he keeps quiet. And the Lord chuckled. And said, so finally when he came up for hair, I said, the Lord, I, I felt like the Lord is telling me to tell you that you, he loves you. The moment I did that, the tap opened. And then prophecy started coming out. I began to prophesy to him about his church, about things that are happening in his church, about the strategy that he was praying about. And two minutes into it, I saw this police officer in tears. We are in the middle of the hallway at work. People are coming and going. Amen? Learn to yield to him. 
Don't confine him to church. Don't confine him to your prayer time. He wants to talk to you at Walmart. He wants to talk to you everywhere, everywhere, 24-7. He's there 24-7. Talk to him all day long. He just opened. I was, I was a little bit embarrassed, like, God, I don't want anybody to think I'm doing something to this man because he's crying. I'm not crying. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, of course, when, he, when I was, when he was, he got his composure, but I said, does that say anything to you? He said, yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, that's everything I've been praying. In fact, yes, then he went into some details of what he was praying about, and I said, praise the Lord. And I quickly left <laughs> before somebody saw us and wondered what was going on there. So you talk to the Holy Spirit. Now back to the other story. You remember we paused it, so now we are going to put it in play. So the Lord, <laughs> the Lord is now saying, Ask her, why did you go to where you went? And ask her, this morning in your prayer time, did you feel an urge not to go? She said, yeah, that's right. I felt some strange desire not to leave the house or go to that place. So that was the Holy Spirit. He knew that you were going to lose your bag. And it happens to be your favorite bag. And he didn't want you to lose your bag because he loves you. And he's telling you, stay home. But you stubbornly say, I claim Psalm 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You cannot claim Psalm 91 apart from the Holy Ghost. Especially when he's leading you. Remember the story we read about the Lord Jesus? The father said, take the young child and run to Egypt. You think you are better than Jesus? Learn to listen to him. All kinds of tragedies will be averted. All kinds of heartache will not be part of you. Because the Holy Ghost, will not, he knows where the landmines are. Which job to take? Which city to move into? Whether you're supposed to move or not. Many people leave churches because they got offended by a brother. Even though God has planted them in that church, you leave the cloud, you leave your covering. It's not a bad prophecy. Amen? If the cloud is not moving, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We serve the Lord over here. But if the cloud is moving, you better pack it up and go. Amen? Follow the Holy Spirit. That's why the Father gave him to you among many of his roles in your life. Follow the Holy Spirit. Accidents will be avoided completely. Loss will be avoided completely. Heartaches will be avoided in relationships. Complete, completely. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And Listen to what the Lord is saying. Are you going to be perfect at it? Especially if you have not built a relationship. No, you're going to make some mistakes. Which I gave us the analogy of the baby, you know, trying to walk. Don't, don't get bogged down by that. Learn and grow. Eventually, the baby will stand upright and begin to walk. I, you know, I watch pastors' grandkids, you know. Very cute, running around. I remember when she was a baby, and I think about my own kids. Like, man, she's so cute. And now, she doesn't need help standing up. She's everywhere. She's everywhere. 
And then before long, not only is she everywhere, now she's going to be driving mommy and daddy's car. That's a different ball game altogether. And then eventually she's going to leave the house. Progression of growth. So don't beat yourself up because you made some boo-boo here and boo-boo there. He doesn't. You know, my daughter was driving us to church this afternoon, and we had a, a moment. You know what that means. <laughs> we had a moment. And she was like, Dad, should I pull over so you can drive? I said, no. You did perfect, flawless. You know, getting into mistakes here and there, that's part of the process. You learn what to do, how to navigate away from the other car, and, get, and you did it very well. And I wasn't blowing smokes. I meant that. You did it very well. You see her. You can't tell that she was nervous. She was very steady. But then after we got to the church, she said, my God, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) That's part of the process. That's part of the process. So don't beat yourself up because you missed it the last time. Say, Lord, train me. Own my spirit to know your voice. Clear as day. And then you get to a point that you know he will begin to share secrets with you. More secrets. He will be, be able to trust you with bigger, bigger, and bigger secrets about your church, about people in the church, about your city, about the country. Amen? The Holy Spirit is your teacher, is your advocate. He prays for you and prays with you. The Bible says we do not know how we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. His function is the function of a God in your life because he is God. The Holy Spirit is God. He's not a force. He's not uh, a cloud. He's not a dove. He's not smoke. He's not a, uh, some power. He's a person. Because he's a person, he wants fellowship. He wants to talk to you. Holy Spirit, I'm going to bed. See you tomorrow. Serious. Every day, conversation. Talk to him. Talk to him in the car. Talk to him in the shower. Talk to him when you're doing number one, number two. Talk to him everywhere. Everywhere. He wants to fellowship with you. He loves you. He loves you. Imagine a, a, a husband and wife relationship. One of the lifeblood of relationship is fellowship. You got to talk. You got to talk. Think about it. If you have a married relationship and you don't talk to your spouse, you see them, you ignore them. You see them, you ignore them. After a while, they'll be wondering, does, does he want me? Or does she want me? I mean, there's problem in that relationship. Talk to him. He loves you. And he wants to fellowship with you. And he wants to show you secrets. He wants to show you revelation from the word. He wants to teach you. He wants to equip you. He wants to take you to the next level. Amen? Even silly stuff like what you should wear. Amen? Ladies... You know, you try on five clothes. Talk to the Holy Spirit, you cut it down to two. Amen? He will tell you, wear the brown with the black pants. <laughs> Seriously, he's a person. He's a person. 
And he's got impeccable fashion sense. Impeccable fashion sense. So he loves you. And I believe you, you kind of got the feel of where the Lord was leading us tonight. He wants to establish in your heart again. For those of us that we know and those of us that we don't know, to remind us, talk to him. Fellowship with him. Talk to him on the job. Talk to him under your breath if you're around people. Because if you start talking, you think you're crazy. And they might be right. <laughs> you know, you have to, you have to watch that. Uh, the environment that you're in. Talk to him. Talk to him all the time. Talk to him. One of the things I've also learned from other more mature prophets is, you know, they, when they are ministering, they will be talking to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what do you have for this person? I just picked that one up. And, and then the Lord will tell them what he has for that person. Amen? He will help you in your marriage. He will help you on your job. It will help you in your journey, in your assignment. He longs and he aches to, to help you. He longs and he aches to help you. Pastor, the Lord aches to take this ministry to the next level. And he's calling you to a deeper fellowship with him. Yes, you do know me, son. You've walked with me. We've been in places. We've done things. But I'm not done with you. I have way more to do, way more for you to do. So come away with me. Akati paromun sintalake rebosi alaba, nebutosu kalinana. There are kukati plakati, there are prophetic words that you put on the shelf. I'm ready to activate. Come away with me. And the same applies to you, church. The same applies to you, brothers and sisters. The Lord wants to fellowship with you. He wants to show you great and mighty things that you know not. So the Lord is calling us tonight. I want us to take a minute. I don't know if anybody's in a hurry. Just take two minutes and let's practice. I'm not asking you to pray. I'm asking him to talk to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, today, you know, I woke up this morning, we had a good time uh, in my prayer time, and then I went to work, and um, I'm not sure what I should do about that money, you know, but I know you lead me. You know, talk to him. Talk to him. Let's practice. Talk to him this morning, this moment. Don't hide anything. He knows it anyway. Tell him how you feel. Lord, you know, I'm feeling anxious right now, but I know your word says this. Can you help me and, and walk me out of this anxiety? Lord, I don't know what to do with that boy or that girl, my child of mine. I've, I've done everything, but you know what to do. Lord, I don't know what to do with my boss. The guy is just, he doesn't like my sight. He just doesn't like me. And I believe what I'm saying, the last minute, is a prophetic word for somebody. Lord, I don't know what's going on with my body. I feel funny. Is that a word of knowledge or is there something going on in my body? Show me what I ought to do. Talk to him. Holy Spirit is your friend, is your advocate, is your God, is your teacher. 
is the spirit of truth. And he wants to show you great and mighty things that you know not. Holy Spirit, we just love you tonight. We thank you for how you move tonight. We thank you for opening the word, the Lord Jesus, to us. We thank you for coming down and turning on the light in every one of our hearts. Many of us, we have a relationship with you, but you are telling us you want to go deeper. You want to take us further. You want to show us more, more than we've ever seen. Ah, pastor, you've seen miracles before, but God wants to use you more. He wants to use you more. He wants to use you more. A greater grace is coming upon you personally because you've been faithful because you've been faithful in the winters in the good times and the bad times you've been faithful undeterred the Lord is promoting you into greater things you begin to walk in the miraculous I didn't think that up God is calling you. God is calling you. Every one of us is calling you to a deeper fellowship. And I want to tell you something. You can sense the holy hall of the Holy Ghost in the room. If you are sensitive, you'll pick it up. And if you are not, that's okay. The Lord will train you and bring you to that level. He's here. He's in you is on you. The Holy Spirit within and the Holy Spirit upon. That's a revelation. There are two different functions of the Holy Ghost. Get your Bible and go away with him. Father, we do, I don't know how to quit. Pastor. <laughs> Let me encourage. Um, wow. That's exciting. Praise God. Um, when Pastor Bishop said uh, there's been prophetic words that have been put on the shelf. I'm like, I was, oh, and then we were quiet. And I said, okay, Holy Spirit, is there a prophetic word that has been on the shelf? And he highlighted, you know, my Bible. I, I got all dates and, you know, this Bible, I never wanted to wear out. But there was a, it highlighted, says, remember, wasn't there a prophetic lady named Rachel? And highlighted in my mind, so I went here, March 17th, 2013, we took a team to Virginia, Shiloh New Covenant Church. And this prophetic lady stood up and prophesied over us, me, and this is what she said. And I had forgotten this, but the Lord didn't. I saw big ears and a sword coming out of this house. A heavy mantle of intercession. Now, we've been in intercession Wednesday mornings are there. There's a heavy mantle of intercession, and I forgot this one, has been given to this house to hear and declare the plans of heaven. Amen. Through prayers of this house, the nation will shift, the world will shift. Dream big. <clears throat> Hallelujah. The dream is still alive, bigger than anticipated or expected 
keep enduring. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, boy, I enjoyed this tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Thank Lord. You, Jesus. Don't you? Isn't this in a different place? Amen. Amen. And and I think, I think you you heard it. Talk to him. <laughs> I wonder how many times. Talk to him. So, we're, Lord, right now, we're, your servants are listening. <laughs> and we thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Activate it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks God for joining you. live stream.